You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you're a 415 you're all about your San Francisco 49ers. And this is where you need to be for news, analysis, and, and, and more. And more. Welcome to the 415 hosted by Evan Gidding and Mark Grandy. What is going on, everyone? Welcome into another edition of the 415ers podcast. As always, on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network with 95.7 The Game coming at you twice a week. Every week here in the offseason, we got a lot to discuss. We got Brock Purdy news. Uh, we got some comments about Sam Darnold from one of our colleagues with Odyssey. Also, of course, have to get into a big contract handed out at the NFL. But before we do so, Mark Grandy, Evan Giddings. Mark, my man, how are you? I'm doing well, Evan. Yeah, excited to get into, uh, you guessed it, another quarterback-centric episode of the 415ers. It feels like all we talk about these days. I know we have the NFL draft coming up, which we will get into next episode later this week. And, of course, next week, we're 10 days away from the draft. But a lot of pressing quarterback stuff going on right now, so we got to get into that. And I'm looking forward to it, Evan. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Yeah, look, we're right in the swing of the NBA playoffs. Still got MLB baseball going on. And uh, there's always stuff going on in the NFL, of course, as we climb closer towards the NFL draft towards the end of April. We're right now in the thick of things. And so right now, the offseason, it feels like we kind of got them through that that lull, that dead time in the <laughs> offseason. Because, of course, after the NFL draft, then you got OTAs in May. You head straight into training camp preseason. So the whole ball gets rolling as far as the NFL is concerned. Um, and we were honestly going to try and focus a little bit on the NFL draft this week, except for the fact that Brock Purdy uh, came out and a guy who hasn't said a whole lot this offseason since he's gotten his surgery came out and kind of threw a little bit of a question mark into a lot of people's quarterback hierarchy. However, you want to figure this thing out with the 49ers, Mark, because in an interview with Yahoo Sports that was published on Friday of last week as they're recording this on Monday, people listening on Tuesday, uh, he said, quote, not really sure, honestly, if referencing if he'll play this year. And I, I don't know if the person conducting this interview just kind of found it as a throwaway line mark, uh, but it sent just about everyone that follows 49ers football and even everyone around the NFC into a bit of a frenzy because uh, that's the first that I've heard that this thing could go sideways outside of maybe Kyle Shanahan kind of cryptically referencing a six to eight month timeline. Yeah, it's scary uh, hearing it straight from Brock Purdy himself. Uh, it means, you know, I, I think it means kind of all what we we all already thought maybe was possible. I mean, with an injury like this, it's just so case by case. It's hard to really get anything nailed down. I mean, you talk to different experts, you talk to different people who cover the league, you, you know, talk to baseball guys who have dealt with this injury more frequently maybe not this exact injury because this is a little unique to baseball as well generally 
baseball players will have a fully torn UCL that isn't repairable because there's been so much damage and stress on that ligament. So you, you go and talk to any number of people and everyone will kind of give you a slightly different answer or they'll all say, you know, there's a range. It's normally around three months when you can start throwing and normally you're good to go at the six month mark and, and then everything is smooth sailing the rest of the way. But everything that we've heard and everything that we've talked about, Evan, prior to this has been, we just don't really know yet. Um, so I wouldn't say that this news necessarily shocked me, but it does carry a little bit more weight coming from the guy himself, who you're hoping is your starting quarterback from the guy who's dealing with the injury, who's going through the rehab process, who's hoping to be ready. It carries a little bit more weight. It's it's definitely a bigger deal because he said it and he admitted it. And I think it's just kind of the, the stark reality of what might happen if this process doesn't go as smoothly as the Niners have hoped. I think it's big in this sense. And look, I mean, no question mark surrounding a, an elbow surgery is good. But considering we heard also from Brock Purdy on his local Fox Sports affiliate in Phoenix that everything was, quote, going according to plan, that the rehab was proceeding as advertised, that the six-month timeline that John Lynch has been optimistically on, and I'm sure so, so is Kyle Shanahan, that that has been going according to plan. And then a couple of weeks later, we hear that, well, you know, it, it, it did sound like he was just being cautious, and who knows, maybe it's a young guy just kind of saying the wrong thing at the wrong time to the wrong person, and he doesn't actually feel maybe that way, but he wants to, I don't know, not overpromise, and especially with, like you said, an injury that is very much a case-by-case basis. So that that's that's one part of this. Um, but it, it was a little bit concerning, and, and especially right before the draft, Mark, when we're talking about what the 49ers may do. You know, of course, we talked about some of the quarterbacks that they've been linked to, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, Jake Hayner, a potential maybe draft day trade could be in the works. Does that affect it all the way you look at maybe what the 49ers could do upcoming on draft day at the quarterback position? I don't think so. I think regardless, they're going to draft someone. I think it's good practice, and I think more teams will get in the habit of just taking a random shot at some guys who maybe have a really good trait, one or two good traits late in the draft, and, and everything else is the reason why they're, they're so late in the draft. I, I think we start to see that become the norm here after the success of Brock Purdy. Um, so I think the Niners will do that. And this news, and you could argue if, if it even really is news, obviously the Niners know so much more about it than we do. I don't think it really changes their plans all that much. Something we talked about last week a little bit is obviously the elephant in the room regarding Trey Lance. That will, I think, affect their plans. If they were to decide to trade Trey Lance, it would very likely happen at the latest during the draft. Um, and that would, I think, change their plans regarding the draft. If they get rid of Trey Lance, they suddenly only have two quarterbacks under contract right now. They're probably more likely to spend a higher pick on a quarterback at that point. Maybe the, the compensation they get back for a potential Trey Lance trade is what they'd use to select their next quarterback. We can talk a little bit more about that later on. But no, to answer your original question, I don't think this Purdy comment, which the, the Niners obviously already knew about, uh, I don't think it changes much in their draft strategy. I think 
they were going into the draft expecting to, to draft the quarterback at some point, and I think they, they still feel that way. I agree that the 49ers are well aware of the possibility that according to Brock Purdy, and I'm sure they know and the doctors they've checked with, that there is a possibility that Brock Purdy does not play in 2023. But the way that I see this as it pertains to the NFL draft, because the one name that has been swirling around trade circles <laughs> from the 49ers camp has been Trey Lance, whether it's been at the draft, before the draft, this offseason, I've contended multiple times on this podcast that I don't think Trey is going to go anywhere. And if it did happen, it would be on draft night. Let me revise that a little bit. When I hear this news, I think Trey Lance is not going anywhere. He will not be traded this offseason. He will be a San Francisco 49er because if there is any doubt that has crept into the front office and the coaching staff's mind about the most important position in football and your QB one, you cannot give up any potential replacement for that spot. And whether you like it or not, Trey Lance is in line to be potentially the next guy up. We're going to discuss how Sam Darnold factors into this in just a little bit, Mark. But when I hear these comments from Brock Purdy about him, maybe not being ready to go this entire year, uh, Trey Lance, get ready to strap up. You're, you're not leaving San Francisco. Maybe, and I hope you're right. I think the Niners trading Trey Lance would be a monumental mistake because I'm still not convinced that he's not good enough to to be a starter in this league. I, I, he hasn't gotten a fair chance, and a, if he gets the chance, I, I think there's a very good possibility that he'll go out there and, and he'll prove that he is at least deserving of a backup spot on your roster, and, and why wouldn't you be willing to? To have him at this point, he's not carrying a gigantic contract. I know he was a first-round draft pick. He's certainly making more than Brock Purdy, but it's not a number that's going to sink the rest of your roster construction plans by keeping him there. If you're trading him, it's not because you're trying to you know, give his money to Nick Bosa and you can't do it otherwise. If you're trading him, it's because you have completely given up on his abilities as a, as a starting quarterback. So I will agree with you, Evan, only if we can together assume one thing. Assume that the 49ers are not 100% convinced that Trey Lance cannot play quarterback at the NFL level. If they have not made that decision, if they do not believe that, then yes, they should keep him on their roster. But if they do believe that and they think he's terrible and he can't do anything in this league, why would you keep him on your roster just because he is a quarterback? You can go out and get any guy that can't play in this league. I, I, I think sorry, sorry. go ahead. No, I was just gonna say when when have we heard though that they don't think Trey Lance can play quarterback? Like is oh, it well, I mean I mean they're never gonna come out there and say that. But I mean you and I have talked about it. Everything trying to read between the lines and and parsing out when John Lynch is asked at the combine. Uh, you know, and, and he actually answers a question about potential trade compensation they'd be getting back for Trey Lance. It seems like it's something they're considering. The, the question in my mind is, do they actually believe he still has some ability or not? If he they, they think he still has some ability and, and he can play at this level and you're dealing with the questions around Brock Purdy's health, then sure, you should keep him. I'm with you. They should keep him. I, I'm on the record saying multiple times, I think it would be a mistake, but it just seems like we're headed down that road. If they think Trey Lance is at least good enough to give another shot to, 
They should keep him on the roster because you don't know how this Brock Purdy injury is going to turn out. But if they're 100% convinced that he sucks, get him off the roster. What good does he do if you don't believe him in him and have him on your roster? Well, the belief, quite honestly, when I when I hear that Brock Purdy may not play next year, doesn't matter. Like it, it really doesn't because if you think that Trey Lance can even give you some sort of serviceable effort, then he'll be your backup behind Sam Darnold. But what Trey Lance is not now is expendable. Like to me, the whole quarterback talk about Trey Lance and whether he can play at a certain level and whether he can you know get better and perform primarily had to do with what we saw from Brock Purdy. He was QB1 at the beginning of last year. He got hurt. Brock Purdy succeeded. And now the discussion about him being QB2, maybe even QB3, that wasn't a discussion I think we were having last year or really up until this point in Trey Lance's career. It's all revolved around Brock. And so, no, I, I like the reason why I feel very confident and have because – of Trey Lance not being traded is because there there is too much there. And I don't think the 49ers, even with their actions, have shown that they don't wholly well, maybe they don't wholly believe in this guy, but it's not it's not like they look at him as a you know a spare part at this point that that you know they can plug in whenever Brock Purdy can or can't go. I think that's probably where we disagree just a little bit. I, I think that that's how I feel the 49ers feel about him. I want to make it clear that's not how I feel. I, I think that's what the 49ers are thinking. I don't think they go out and sign Sam Darnold if they don't feel that way about Trey Lance. I know it's always better to have depth uh, at a quarterback position, especially after last season. But if I'm Sam Darnold, why am I coming in to be a third-string quarterback when I could potentially be a starter somewhere else? I know not a top-flight starter, of course, but it just seems to me that they have given up hope. Maybe I'm totally wrong. I hope I'm totally wrong. Uh, but then you get this you know, piece of news, or not news, but this uh, discussion around Sam Darnold potentially being the starter over Trey Lance, and I think it just it pushes that conversation even further for me. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. This is the 415ers podcast brought to you by the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network of 95.7 The Game. And that is Mark Randy. I am Evan Giddings coming at you twice a week. Well, let, let's let's move on to that part of the conversation, Mark. So Brock Purdy comes out and says, you know, not 100% sure essentially if he's going to play the entire 2023 season. In my opinion, that means Trey Lance is immovable at this point. Some may say that he still is because of what Brian Ballinger, our colleague with Odyssey, also does a lot of great work with 95.7 The Game, uh, came out with a video as we're recording this on Monday earlier today 
Baldy's breakdowns from the Bay and talking about the quarterback room in San Francisco and the fact that he believes that Sam Darnold was brought in to compete. That also aligns with the with what Kyle Shanahan has mentioned about having two quarterbacks, Trey Lance and Sam Darnold, that will compete with QB1 reps you know, this upcoming offseason, or I should say when the offseason officially begins, when, when they get pads on and start throwing the football. But Brian Baldinger is basically saying he wouldn't be shocked if Sam Darnold is the starter for the quarterback, or the starter for the 49ers at quarterback uh, come this fall, Mark. Uh, I'm right there with him. That's what it seems like to me. Uh, even if Brock Purdy's recovery is smooth and it's great and, you know, he, it still seems like it's likely he misses at least a couple of games. Like it, it just seems like that's where we're headed. That would be a good thing, considering as we just talked about a little bit ago, he doesn't know if he's going to play at all this season. So missing two, three games, that would ultimately be a win for the 49ers. Don't want to rehash the whole conversation we just had, and it's been a lot of the talking points over the last month or so. You guys know how I feel about how I think the 49ers feel about Trey Lance. All that said, who does that leave? It leaves Sam Darnold. If I had to pick one of the three guys to be the Niners week one starting quarterback right now, Evan, I would pick Sam Darnold. It's because I don't think Brock Purdy is going to be healthy enough for week one. And I think the 49ers are generally turned off to the idea of giving Trey Lance a start because for whatever reason, I think they don't believe in him as a quarterback that leaves Sam Darnold he'd be my pick to start week one for the 49ers as crazy as that sounds. I mean, it's not crazy. You got two choices, but that, <laughs> but that's okay. I mean, you could take Sam Darnold and I will take Trey Lance. I, if Brock Purdy is not ready to go in week one, um, in my opinion, there would be a lot to answer for. If Trey Lance is not your starting quarterback. Now maybe Kyle Shanahan doesn't give a damn about that. And he's going to walk out there and say, Hey, you know, Sam Darnold, we brought him in here to compete for QB1 reps, and he went out there and won the job, and Trey's still great. We still feel like we have two starting caliber quarterbacks or you know whatever throwaway cliche he's going to use at that point. Um, I, I just I don't I don't see a scenario in which you can pitch Sam Darnold as your day one starter when you still have Trey Lance on the roster. And Maybe like one of the reasons why I do think why why Sam Darnold was brought in this offseason is because, yes, there's some question marks, sure, about Trey, whether you want to talk about his accuracy, his tools, his speed, um, how he processes the game, whatever you want to nitpick. But I also think the injury factor does play in here a bit for Trey Lance. He's supposed to be completely healthy by OTAs, but he did have a season ending injury and it's not to his arm like Brock Purdy was, but you never know how a guy's going to bounce back. And so in my opinion, Sam Darnold, it was the best insurance plan that the 49ers could find and were able to convince him to join San Francisco to quote unquote compete for that job. Trey Lance at this point in his career is also unfortunately injury prone. And so if he starts, which I think he will at the se- at the beginning of the season, if Brock Purdy does not play and is not available, then Sam Darnold's the next man up, and maybe he sees himself as a snap away from being the starting quarterback for the 49ers. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, okay, let me ask you this. You think Trey Lance starts week one, but everything you've said about, you know, injury prone, and I I won't disagree with you. I think it's probably a little bit of an unfair title for him. It's not his fault. It's just the way that the cookie has crumbled so far in his career. 
Who do you think starts more games for the 49ers this coming season? Darnold or Trey Lance? Take it more than just week one. Which one are you picking? Do I get to assume that Trey will be healthy or no the entire year? Oh, I, I guess that's kind of a part of the, the question. No, you don't get to assume that. No, I'll still take Trey Lance. Okay. If Brock right. pretty misses the entire season, I think Trey Lance starts more games than Sam Darnold. I think that would be the right decision from the franchise's point of view. Like they just need, I mean, what was it? John Lynch said it with the owner's meeting or, or whenever it was before that, the, the combine, I, I think it was the combine said, Trey needs to play. He needs to play. And you and I both had fun kind of poking holes through what he said because it just goes against everything that they have actually done this offseason. It seems like they're setting up for him not to play. The way that they've, you know, said Brock Purdy is their starting quarterback, which again, in a vacuum, isn't the wrong thing. It just goes against everything that they've said about Trey Lance. Um, it would be the right decision. At some point, you need to learn what you have in your third overall pick. They haven't done that yet, so I'm with you. That should be the answer. I am just not in a spot where I can feel conf- confident that that is the answer that they would ultimately come to. Um, I think the, the inclusion of Sam Darnold on this roster tells you a little bit about how they feel about Trey Lance. If it was someone else, if it was, oh, I don't know, even... Even a, a Marcus Mariota, even though I, I love me some Marcus Mariota, but even if it was someone like him who's on the downturn of his career, who isn't still on the younger side like Sam Darnold, who probably doesn't have anywhere to climb, is only declining, that would signal more confidence in Trey Lance to me. But because it's Sam Darnold, I don't know. I just feel like they're not just looking for insurance they're looking for a potential starting quarterback, and I, I think that's that's who they think they have in Sam Darnold. Yeah, like I, I hear what you're saying, and I do think that Sam Darnold's presence indicates some hesitance about Trey Lance. Otherwise, well, number one, he would unequivocally be the starter. Like the fact that Brock Purdy is coming off a UCL tear and – is going to have a chance to compete for the starting quarterback job does not often happen unless you were already the go-to guys. We saw with Jake DeLome and the Carolina Panthers, Brock Purdy had to start last year and took full advantage of his opportunities. If Trey Lance was that dude before he went down to me, he would probably have a great chance to slot right back in. I, I think that both with what we've seen last year as well as the previous years before, to me, both Shanahan and Lynch are looking at this season as we cannot have a repeat of 2020. We cannot have a year in which we have a win-now roster and not win-now, and not maximize the chance to get back to where we've been the last two years, which is the NFC Championship game, and ideally go further. Sam Darnold is great insurance for that goal, in my opinion. If Brian Baldinger feels strongly that that Sam Darnold is going to you know, compete for the starting job and wouldn't be surprised if he wins it, I mean, I, I, I guess. like I, I wouldn't be surprised with what anything happens in the 49ers quarterback room because it seems like every single time we know what is going to happen, they get thrown a curveball and something else sends it in completely into right field. I have no idea who is going to be the starter at year's end, 
but I feel confident that if Brock Purdy is not ready at the beginning of the year, that it will be Trey Lance. And I'm curious what you think, not just what you think that the 49ers think. Um, I think that Trey Lance is a guy you should start and you should play and you should figure out who he is. Um, that's, that's what I think. Um, you said something really interesting though, Evan, you said the Niners and their win now roster, like they don't have time to mess around and maybe figure out who their young quarterback is. I think you're a hundred percent right there. The issue that the 49ers are running into or the, where does the blame lie? It doesn't necessarily, let's say they don't play Trey Lance a lot this year. The blame doesn't necessarily lie on the 49ers for that decision this year. The blame lies on how they've handled the last two seasons because they've gotten to this point and they still don't know anything about Trey Lance. You're at a point where your roster is kind of at a bit of a tipping point. Trenton Williams is getting pretty old. You are going to have to make decisions about the future of some of your wide receivers. You're getting to a point where this roster is becoming pretty bloated and some changes are coming. You haven't really taken advantage. They've been to two NFC Championship games in a row. I know that's big. They've been really close to the Super Bowl, but they haven't gotten one yet. They needed, they absolutely needed to have a set plan with Trey Lance by now, and they don't have that yet. So if they decide that they can't mess around another year and try to figure out what Trey Lance is, okay, in a vacuum, in this season, considered by itself, that's probably the right decision because you have a great roster and you want to do what is best to get this team to the Super Bowl, and maybe that's not throwing out there a guy who only has four career starts. Okay, but you cannot convince me that you didn't bungle the last two seasons by not giving Trey Lance a shot. And I know last year is a little bit different because he got hurt. But you also put your quarterback in harm's way, Kyle Shanahan. You messed that up. And his rookie year, you go to Jimmy Garoppolo, okay, that's fine. You do not figure out what your quarterback, your young prize quarterback is through two seasons. That is on you. Interestingly enough, I, I, I'm not sure I feel as strongly about it as you do just because the year I, – I didn't expect Trey Lance to be a day-one starter with his collegiate resume. I, I don't think it's fair to ask a guy who's played less than 20 games in college to immediately step in and be the dude on a team that is ready to win. No, but it's it's not about – you know, as a and rookie, it, well, but 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 last year he was supposed to be the guy, and he got hurt. I, I mean, I, I don't really know what 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 you want from him. Well, it, no, it, it's not about you think that he's going to lead you to a Super Bowl as a rookie. It's that he has to go through the growing pains at some point, and the 49ers clearly aren't willing to let him go through the growing pains this season. At least it seems like that. Looking back in hindsight, it's easy. I know in twenty, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. They should have let him go through the growing pains his rookie year. Imagine what last year could have been like. Imagine what this year could have been like. I know we're going to talk about this guy coming up in a second. It's what the Eagles did with Jalen Hurts. And now he's signing a gigantic contract, and they're looking to be perennial contenders in the NFC. The 49ers were not willing to sacrifice you know, the, the 2021 season, Trey Lance's rookie year, 
because they thought they had a good enough team. They were willing to do it next year. Then they got bit in the butt because of an injury. And again, they're not willing to do it this year. At some point, you got to be willing to do it again, Kyle. And the Niners have shown that they're not willing to do it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is the 415ers podcast on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network. Please download, rate, subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. Five stars are appreciated. That's Mark Grandy. I'm Evan Giddings. Please follow us on social. If you're watching on YouTube, social tags are in the video. Okay, Mark. Well, let's let's go there then. So oh. Jalen Hurts is the man of the day, the man of the year outside of Patrick Mahomes because he's a runner-up, but did get paid this offseason. Five years, $255 million extension with the yeah. The guaranteed money is 109. However, for annual, it makes Jalen Hurst the highest paid quarterback, if you give him the 255, in the league. And he's deservedly got his bag after his third year, you know, runner up MVP campaign, runner up in the Super Bowl, and a 14 and 1 record when he was a starter. He got paid, Mark. But where do you think that this applies to the 49ers? Okay, it's, it's kind of what I was just talking about a little bit. First of all, the Philadelphia Eagles let their young quarterback play, and I think they did it in uh, an environment that called for it less. I mean, he wasn't a third overall pick. He wasn't a really high quarterback with gigantic expectations. They had a gigantic expectations quarterback ahead of him, Carson Wentz, who was going to win an MVP before he got hurt towards the end of the season. And I know Carson Wentz has since fallen off a cliff, but the Eagles had less expectations or Jalen Hurts had less expectations on him, yet the Eagles still decided to start him. And I know it's a little bit different because their roster wasn't nearly as talented as the 49ers was when, you know, both of these quarterbacks were drafted. So the expectations become a factor, but I just want to read to you, Jalen Hurts' rookie year stats. He started four games, competed in 15 games, but started four. He completed 52% of his passes for just over 1,000 yards, six touchdowns, and four interceptions. Trey Lance in his career, which equals out to eight total games, four total starts. So the same amount of starts split between his rookie and sophomore year. Completing just a tick under 55% of his passes, better than Jalen Hurts' rookie year, throwing for just under 800 yards, five touchdowns, and three interceptions. And then what happened with Jalen Hurts? In 2021, he started 15 games, went eight and seven. He played pretty well. He was good. He was serviceable. He was good enough to get you into the playoffs. And then what happened? He turned the corner and was an MVP candidate here this most recent season that is the ideal kind of mode that drafting a young quarterback should follow you get him a taste as a rookie you play him an entire season as a sophomore and then he takes off in his third year I know the Niners were thwarted by Trey Lance's injury but I can't help but see what Jalen Hurts has done see the contract that he signed and feel 
like Trey Lance should be following a similar trajectory. I'm not saying that I think Trey Lance is as good of a quarterback as Jalen Hurts. I'm just saying the Eagles worked this out well, and it the Niners haven't quite been as lucky. Yeah, I mean, I I, I guess I, I hear what you're saying. I, I do think that that is the mold. Like, whether the 49ers were robbed of the opportunity to play Trey Lance 15 games in his second season, um, who knows? Jalen Hurts might be in the same spot as Trey Lance, with people questioning him and wanting him traded entering his third year if he had his sophomore season cut short by injury. I also think that there was a lot more to base an opinion off of Jalen Hurts because of what he accomplished in college and That's also fair. the type of professional that he showed himself to be transitioning from Alabama then to the backup in a national championship game, getting benched, be, you know, moving to Oklahoma, winning the Heisman. Like there's a lot more, I think, to fall back on than with Trey Lance. And also Jalen Hurts was, was healthy. The other part of this too, Mark, is what what were we mad about with, with Trey Lance and his usage, quote unquote, this year? Or even <laughs> the first couple games. Uh, yeah, we were a little worried about how often he was running the ball, which, and, I, and I know where this is going. Jalen Hurts in his sophomore season ran it 10 or more times in eight games, and those are primarily designed quarterback mm-hmm. runs. Mm-hmm. I, I like, I, I hear what you're saying. I know that there's been a huge leap for Jalen Hurts, and you ideally like Trey Lance to be the guy that can't. But I, I I think the 49ers were trying to. I, I I honestly think that that was kind of the plan. And Trey Lance got hurt. Jalen Hurts could break his foot on any one of these plays. We saw him nearly separate his shoulder, you know, reportedly sprain his shoulder down the stretch of this season. And we were wondering in the playoffs how that was going to affect him. He overcame it. He had a great Super Bowl performance. But we don't know if that could have turned into a torn labrum, if he needed surgery this offseason. Like when you play that style of football, you put yourself in harm's way. And so I, I I can't necessarily fault the 49ers for using Trey Lance maybe the same way that the Eagles use Jalen Hurts, except Trey Lance, in my opinion, is not the player that Jalen Hurts is. Um, what's funny is I think with this gigantic contract now, five-year, $255 million, uh, I think we'll see Jalen Hurts' running attempts go down. I think you'll see the Eagles try to protect their investment a little bit more. Now, not not to say that that means that what he did the first couple of years as a starter was bad or a mistake or, or at all. I, I just think we will see those numbers go down. Um, I do have one one more thought here on this. Just as, as I saw the contract come in um, and, and thinking about what this meant, specifically in relation to the 49ers and Trey Lance, um, I, I in no way actually believe this it's just a oh it's just the way my brain works trying to figure out you know how this all fits together um this is 100 a conspiracy theory uh but let's say the 49ers still think trey lance is going to be a fine nfl quarterback they still think he could be the future of this team they just aren't quite sure it's happening yet what if everything that they're saying and doing and telling us about Trey Lance is purposefully making us think that they think he sucks because they don't want to have to give him a gigantic contract just after he finishes his rookie deal like the Eagles have to do with Jalen Hurts. The 49ers realize, you know, we got something good going with Brock Purdy right now. 
Let's ride this until we can't anymore. In the meantime, let's trash on Trey Lance so no other team wants him. We can sign him back for cheap after his rookie contract ends. And then, guess what? We still have a quarterback of our future not making all that much money. Again, I don't believe it at all. It's just a thought that my brain had randomly. It's 100% a conspiracy theory. Um, but I wouldn't be shocked if, if that's something that had ever popped into Kyle Shanahan's mind because it just feels like he's the kind of guy who's looking to get an edge anywhere possible. Yeah, that, that's an interesting conspiracy theory. I think the flip side <laughs> of that would be, well, if you wanted to trade him, why are you trashing him? Like his, his value is not exactly the highest at this point. If you did indeed want to move him, but I know I, I kind of like that conspiracy theory. And <laughs> you know, like at the end of the day, whatever he does this year is going to determine one, if he's still in San Francisco after the end of his rookie deal and two, how much money he makes for himself or if he even wants to stay in the Bay. Um, and that is something, of course, we will be covering all this year. Uh, that'll do it for this episode of the four one fivers. Please download, rate, subscribe, wherever you get your podcast from. Please check us out on YouTube and the 95.7 The Game YouTube channel. Subscribe to that as well. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. That is Mark Rennie. I'm Evan Giddings from the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network. You've been listening to the 415ers Podcast. Talk to you next time.